Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Well, good morning, Alvian. Good morning, Douglas. You know, uh, we have a topic this morning that, uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure how, how, uh, how I feel about this. <laughs> it's kind of a, a the the uh, the negative side of what our show is usually <laughs> focused about. But it it comes from uh, from a listener who uh, who wrote asking, "What do you do when the when the first blush mm-hmm. of love seems to be over?" You mean when the bloom has come off when the, the blo- rose? Yeah, when the bloom <laughs> is off the rose. You know, there's nothing more exciting than that rush <sighs> when you first meet someone and there's that spark of attraction and you can't get enough of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you just want to sustain everything at that level forever. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have a wonderful marriage <laughs> and I have a great relationship. And, but it's, it's different than it was that first, whatever, week, mm-hmm. month, mm-hmm. six months, year, whatever, and whatever that interval was. So the question for us is, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> is there a way to get back to that? Or what is that even a, an appropriate goal to have? Is that is that even feasible? Right. What happens when the eggs are cold? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do now? Yeah. Well, you know, I happen to be one of those people. I am truly a romantic. So I totally admit that I live for love. I love the feeling of love. Some of us would say that, you know, one can be in love with being in love. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely enjoy that. And I've been married for a very long time. 22 years to be exact. And no, like, you can't possibly have been married that long. <laughs> You're not I that married, old. I got married at three. <laughs> <laughs> so, See, yeah, now we get just, down to I'm it. I'm just 25. I just, right. I got married at three. I was, it, I was Simba and Nala. We were betrothed when we were three years <laughs> old in the Lion King. <laughs> but no, we did get married young. We got married in college, which is very much the culture of my family. We get married young and we stay married forever. Um, so... I know what it's like to go through those ebbs and flows that exist inside of a relationship and uh, really understanding that staying in love, because you can drift from in love to love very easily. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's uh, based in companionship and respect and a mutual, you know, enjoyment for one another. But it's not there's no fire in it anymore. And trying to stay in love is to maintain the fire that exists inside of a relationship. And that requires a level of intentionality that Mm. most people are not accustomed to. And what I mean by that is that we tend to believe that if you pick the right person, you'll always be able to stay in that initial place. And that is not true at all. You could pick the right person, but if you start doing the wrong things with the right person, You will not have the kind of outcome, the kind of experience, the kind of passion that you want to have. I've been through spaces in time. I can't honestly say there was ever a period of time I wasn't in love with my husband. But I can say there were periods of time where the passion definitely wasn't at a level 10. 
And I would miss that. And mm. I would notice that, um, and I have a lot of guy friends and we talk about this. I talk about this during marriage seminars all the time. I would find myself really enjoying the attention of my guy friends, never inappropriately, but just enjoying it in a way that made me aware of the fact that I'm on the inside, I'm looking for something that really belongs to Matthew. And so we would have to make a a conscious decision and be open in our communication to say, let's let's intentionally spend some time together. Let's explore each other in different ways. Let's make it both of our priorities to put that fire back in that space. But it does require real, real commitment and, and as I said, intentionality. What do you think, Douglas? You know, in a way, this reminds me of what we talked about in last week's um, episode to a degree. And that is the way in which we can get caught up in the business of living our lives mm-hmm. and forget um, why. Right. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yep. I mean, what is it that, that we, what's the outcome, if you will, that we're looking for? Um, I want to plead uh, guilty here, <laughs> mea culpa. Um, I, I, I've done that. I do that. I do get caught up sometimes in the busyness of my life. And it's not that I put my relationship second by any means, but that it gets in in a subtle sort of way crowded out by a lot of other business of things that need to be done in the day, things that um, other things that are competing for attention and time. So uh, one of the things that I, I, I need to work more at is to carve out time, and maybe this is part of what you're suggesting when you talk about intentionality, to carve out time that is really committed to someone else, mm-hmm. the person that I care about. And making time to both listen well to them, understand what they're feeling, what their needs are, and not be distracted by my cell phone or the social media feed that's coming in, not be distracted by some chore that I have to do, uh, not be distracted by what's on TV or on the radio or any other uh, media input. allow myself to be focused about them. And then I think also, quite frankly, to try to remind myself, what is it about this person that attracted me in In the the first first place? Yeah, exactly. And what's so interesting is how easily we slip into autopilot. You know, Mm. that the things that we did to win the person, we don't do in keeping the person. And we don't think about it. You know, like I already, I already chose you. I, you already know that I love you. So, you know, that this can, this can just be one of those things I don't have to work hard at because love is already there. So I just let it do what it is that it does. But Mm -hmm. the thing that comes with that is that anything that is not growing is dying. And I don't mean that in a morbid kind of way, Mm -hmm. but there is no homeostasis when it comes to love. There's no, we'll stay at level seven always. You are either slowly growing or slowly dying. You just have not yet seen which direction it's headed in because time is always the thing that 
that gives you evidence of that. That's mm-hmm. time tells you what you have been doing inside of your relationship or not doing for that matter. So I, I find myself now, especially further into our marriage and learning more about the kind of love that I want to maintain in my marriage. I actually find myself doing silly things like I love romantic movies. So the notebook, I absolutely love. I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. (laughs) I've watched it a million times. I love Dear John. Judge me if you want to. There's certain things that I love. Okay. So I watch these movies a million times and I find myself consciously making the decision to look at elements inside of the movie that I adore and connecting them to thoughts of Matthew. Like that I love the way that he touches her hair because Matt touches my hair like that. Mm. I love the way that he looks at her because Matt looks at me like that, Mm. where I'm not looking at the characters to want for a life I don't have. I'm looking at the characters and taking the things I love about their interaction and tying them to my life such that when Matt comes home after I finish watching some of these movies, I'm all over him. Because I've been I've been thinking about you for the last two hours mm. while I was watching this. But it's an intentionality about, you know, the ruminating on what's great about the person that you're with that we did without thought when we first got into relationship with them, that we really find ourselves falling out of mm-hmm. if we don't do it on purpose further into our relationships with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just packed with really important and valuable lessons for me. Uh, I'm, I want to say that I think that the, that there, and we've talked about this before, that um, sometimes there are things where the differences between men and women are, are not great. Right. They're very uh, slight, actually. But there are times when there are substantive differences, more, I think, that are, are cultural conditioning than anything else. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. I think that for men uh, in general, um, it, it, we struggle with our, if you will, feminine part. We, we struggle, and, and you know, as an aside here, I should say that there is a masculine part and a feminine part to all of us. Absolutely. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> You may not connect to that idea. You can but be in denial if you want you, to. If you want to, that's fine. <laughs> it doesn't change the uh, facts. Uh, you know, I, I will go to uh, to uh, movies and I will cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said this before, so uh, you know, I'm not revealing anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm sentimental and and romantic, um, and I understand that that is the more feminine side of me. By that, I mean that it is the side of me that is more in touch with my emotional inner life. Um, You know, guys tend to to live outwardly. Mm -hmm. We are more on the surface rather than inward. We're less reflective. And again, these are terrible generalizations, but they tend to be necessarily (laughs) (laughs) true sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, because of that, we, we take less time to think about why is it that I feel this way? Why is it that I, whether we're examining love or we're examining any emotion. Right. Um, so when you describe thinking about Matthew mm-hmm. and putting yourself in a frame of mind that when the physical Matthew is in front of you, that emotion can come forth. That's a very powerful, I think, uh, uh, prescription that more of us as men 
ought to learn to follow. I mean, you can do the gestural thing. And the gestural thing is start by, you know, uh, on your way home, guys, stop. Pick up some flowers, <laughs> you know. Do something that... As long as she's not allergic. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. Do something unexpected. You know, I, I, I have a friend, uh, a, a poet uh, by the name of Robert Creeley. I wouldn't say he's a friend so much as he was actually a mentor for a while at a... Uh, years ago. And he has a wonderful poem in which he uh, wrote uh, in, a, in a book of poems called For Love, mm-hmm. appropriately. And I, and I love this line. He said, never underestimate the power of an amulet and quick surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so a piece of jewelry, <laughs> flowers, <laughs> you know, and it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's not the intrinsic value. It of is. The thing. It Absolutely. is the gesture of love. It is the gesture of I was thinking about you. That may be an easier way for men to access this inner feeling because it sets in motion a chain of thoughts mm-hmm. as you're thinking about. I, I'm going to bring this surprise home. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. You know, this is this is my way of of you know to use a medieval expression plighting my trough. I think it's something like that. I, I have to look that up again and find out what that really means. Um, the historic references. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a they way abound. of signifying you know, my feelings for, for you. you. And I think that's a powerful, that gesture. Mm-hmm. Often when we start, you know, this is how we learned as little kids. We learned through gesture. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we were able to verbalize and then we were able to think about so start with gesture and then move it outward from there. You know, it's simple, but sometimes these old uh, little things, things make a that, difference. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. I mean, where we spend our time on the inside really affects what happens on the outside. So if you're ruminating on what somebody is not, you will only see their deficiencies. If mm. you're ruminating and meditating on what somebody is, you will see their abundance. But it, our inner life often becomes our outer life. So we have to be intentional. If we want to be able to recapture that romance, we have to do some of the things we did in the beginning. And those things were very intentional. They were very consuming because we allowed ourselves the freedom of that. And we can't let love go on autopilot if we want it to still have passion. So it is definitely a choice. It is definitely work. And no matter how great the person is that you choose, you're going to have to make the investment if you want to keep the passion. So there really are words of wisdom, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, that's another episode of Love Life. Uh-huh. With the extra emphasis on love. <laughs> with the extra emphasis. Alvi and I are so happy to be here this week with you uh, and with Kamaria, our <laughs> producer, and mm-hmm. with Todd, our uh, recording engineer. Yes. And uh, if you'd like to write to us, if you have a subject you want to talk about, please do so. You can reach me at Doug at Lovelife. Dot digital or Albion at lovelife.digital. Uh, and we would be delighted to hear from you. And yes. we promise that we will take up your question mm-hmm. on the air until next week. Yep. That's yes. Love Life. We'll be with you again soon.